2: Recorded live.
1: And
3: the sixth Officer. Hello, everybody, it's Ian
1: here, and joining me is, uh, say, <laughs> say. Hey, we're trying to be brief and quick here today, folks. It's a tight schedule because coming up right after this show is the 200th episode of Pod Shark. No,
4: it isn't. What? It's not? They're is not counting these live ones? This
1: is it 199. Oh, God. Rewind, let's start again. All right, everybody go home. Come back. <laughs> well, egg on face. Hi, Dave.
5: <laughs> well, it's all right because I'm uh, rehydrating myself with Creek. But it's not Creek Water, it's Jacob's Creek. <laughs> That's a nice wine.
1: Hi Hiya. Hiya. Alright. Uh, joining us in the collector today and we'll just quickly go through everybody you know and all you need to do to say hi here. We are joined by Benjamin Elliott. Hi. Charlie P seventy nine. Hi everybody. Dara <laughs> Skeptical. Hello. Randall Four? Bunny Twiligers Romana Two.
2: Hello boys.
1: Joining us for the first time, is Scarlet. Hello.
2: Thanks a lot,
1: Tim Jury. Hi there. And and Chumpy w- oh. Ghostface. Uh, it hello. is as uh,
5: Tim says. Hello. It is. I, Liam. It is the two hundredth pod shot tonight. I stand corrected. Thank you. Oh, thank
6: goodness. <laughs>
1: So, so what you're saying, Dave, is I was right, and you and your infinite wisdom were wrong? Yeah, but it list is five now, points. Can we have some more groveling there? <laughs> <laughs>
5: Ian was right, and I was wrong.
1: Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Okay. Now, can, can, I, blow
7: time happened that
5: can way. I blow a raspberry at that now?
1: No. <laughs> the
7: first time it's happened that way.
1: Liam? Quiet. Alrighty, uh, so now where are we? Oh, uh, also joining us under the
3: Cone of Silence, lower the cone! Control, new agent training program, section 3.5,
8: the Cone of Silence. To activate, simply lower the cone and speak clearly.
0: What? Do not overuse the Cone of Silence. What? Do not shout in the Cone of Silence. What? In fact, don't even use the Cone of Silence. What? It's never worked right. I don't know why we bought it in the first place. The portable Cone of Silence.
1: What? All right, joining us under the cone is DM Walling. Hello, Diane. Bruce Logan. How are you, sir? Good? That's good. I like to have conversations with the quiet people. <laughs> They're so well-behaved. I voted for Saxon is also joining us. Buxom Fish from Space. Hello, Buxom Fish. CyBob. Yorkie Jason just pulled on into the room. And Guest 10 and Guest 9... Well, yeah, you're pulling off the bow tie, it's fine, yeah, 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 So it was only Matt that could do that, but not a problem. All right, there's only one more person to introduce today, and that is... <laughs> there we go. Thank
0: you, sir. All right,
9: it's very brief news time. Mr. Benjamin Elliott, sir. Hello. Okay. There are many interesting stories this weekend, which you can find in this week in Doctor Who, available at reputable this week in Doctor Who places. Don't be fooled by the imitators. They're out there. But one thing I felt I had to mention, as of next week on the BBC, Paul McGann is the Doctor. Yes, Big Ooh. Finish, his third series of Doctor Who with Paul McGann and Sheridan Smith, which was released on CD in serial form last year, is finally making its radio premiere with, part, with the first 30-minute episode of that run and I forget the name at the I don't have it in front of me but Sundays 6pm and midnight starting next week May 16th now that's 1pm and 7pm eastern US time it's available live online around the world and it'll be available for one week after broadcast on the listen again slash iPlayer so Paul McGann every week on the BBC fabulous that's it ok cool
1: moving on <laughs> We're not in a hurry, folks, really, no. We've got plenty of time. Tim, quick, now!
10: <laughs> D- guys, for a link. Uh, well, next week at this time, uh, those of us in the UK in particular, we'll be losing sleep because it's the, uh, well, spring Podshock meetup, uh, which is, uh, as always, in the Katrina sim. Uh, it's at 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, which is a quick calculation at my head. Um, about 9 p.m. at night it starts, UK time. God, I'm good at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, details on Gallifreyandembassy.org. Uh, probably quickest thing to do to get that is what I did. Go on Google and type Podshot Meetup uh, Spring 2010 or May
1: 2010 in. All right. And uh, for those of you who have not been there before, it's worth uh, getting yourself signed up on Second Life. It's a lot of fun, even if you go on there. And it's free to get a Second Life account. Um, And you can boogie the night away and uh, talk to everybody uh, from Podshock. The Colton Collector's going to be there. And even Logan will be there. He just got his Second Life account last night. Hooray! All right. So... Dave, are we ready?
5: Yeah, let me just remind everybody how they can call in, though, first. Uh, the, uh, these shows go out live on TalkShoe, 54821. This one, of course, is starting at 2pm Eastern Daylight Time. So if you can't, if you listen to this later, try and join us live and next week when we'll be talking about Amy's Choice. We're on Doctor Who all through the UK airing of the series the number to call in the States is 724-444-7444. If you're using a SIP uh, client, it's uh, 123 at 66.212.134.192. And today's episode is all about episode 6 of Doctor Who, Vampires of Venice. And I've got a short clip to start us off.
3: Signora, your school offers a chance for betterment.
6: Escape. My daughter, Isabella is seventeen now. But what prospects are there for the daughter of a boatbuilder? She is my world. Then we will take your
2: Say Goodbye to your daughter.
6: Now, Signora.
2: Why oh, wait? Time takes?
10: Be brave, my girl.
2: Step into the light, my dear.
0: That's it. Dave, Francesca, do you like
11: her? Oh, I do, Mother. I do.
5: you are him.
1: All righty, and we're off. Um, well, I think we'll start with you, Dave. Um, what did you think?
5: Well, I thought it was a good, solid episode. Uh, I, I'm not you know, over the moon about it, as I, I hope some people will be, I thought it was a real solid episode. Now, this is somewhat, perhaps, because I always take the historical ones as, as not quite always having the wow factor of something, and I know that's going to be a generalisation that some people would be happy to jump on and squash, but, um, you know, uh, I think of the, like the Charles Dickens one and so on. But, yeah, no, I thought it was a solid good episode, uh, but it gets a really high rating for me because we have a male companion in the TARDIS. And, Hooray! by the way, I don't think we said it up front, but, of course, the whole of this show will be spoilers if you haven't seen the episode. Um, so it gains, uh, you know, a full extra point simply because we now have uh, two companions, a male and a female, in the TARDIS. It gets rid of any... Uh, um, I mean, obviously, the reason why the Doctor has invited him on is to sort of get h- him and Amy back together and to uh, to um, keep uh, Amy at a distance somewhat. But that means, exactly to me, we can go on full proper adventures and, and put that to one side. Uh, I mean, it was a very well-realised episode, and it was a long one. We thought, or I thought, certainly, that we'd now... Uh, not descended, but we'd settled on this uh, under 42 minute episode so that when it airs in other countries and the United States or any channels where they're ad uh, funded uh, that they wouldn't then be the BBC worried about what bits are going to chop out because it was already in that nice under 42 inch package all done, dusted and sorted. This one I believe, and I'm sure someone will correct me, the total uh, length was... Forty-eight, But if you take off the, the sort of uh, clip for next week, it was about a 46-minute episode. And the story went all the way pretty much to the end. So I liked it. I liked the uh, young vampire ladies. I thought they added uh, quite a nice uh, little set to the scenery. And um, I thought... Uh, yeah, I thought the whole thing was a fairly fast uh, adventure. As always, with some of these... Um, you know, individual stories, the conclusion seems to come to a fairly rapid end, but successfully no doubt. And um again I watched the confidential and um the only thing I have about the confidential was that the fact that the bloke the writer did his research <laughs> after they filmed the show which seems to me rather somewhat backwards. Um but it, uh, I did think it was um an excellent episode and I've got absolutely no complaints with the acting uh, the storytelling. It was a very solid, almost standalone episode. We do hear a few more little um, things about, um, you know, the silence is coming, as so that the crack can be more than one thing. It can be large, it can be small. It can bring um, things through it. It can uh, close behind people. And again, we've got this um, another of the uh, series things coming along, and that is of races disappearing. We had the Angels disappear last week and uh now this is another race that's presumably doomed to end with only the male fish left uh in the Venice waters. So uh highly commendable, enjoyed it and uh Ian, over to you.
6: Okay.
1: Um I think well there's a there's a problem in the studio. We had the floor waxed and um my- took a misstep and slid under the cone so if you wouldn't mind uh, lifting the cone up a little and letting him out (laughs) there we go alrighty um, as I said on on Twitter last night I could just bloody well kiss Toby Woodhouse finally it happened I love this episode the series has finally arrived for me Um, I really 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 enjoyed it (laughs) Um, uh, the the opening is just classic Uh, I I mean the one thing that I've said uh, throughout is that uh, even though I haven't quite uh, um, gelled with the series yet I do love Matt Smith's Doctor he is fabulous and the opening is just great Um, (laughs) him popping out of the cake it's funny how things sound a lot (laughs) okay go ahead
4: Rory! That's a relief. Thought I burst out of the wrong cake.
3: Again, that reminds me there's a girl standing outside in a bikini. Could
4: someone let her in and give her a jumper? Lucy, lovely
3: girl.
6: Diabetic.
4: Now then, Rory,
5: we need to talk about your fiance. She tried to kiss me.
1: Yeah. tell you what though you're a lucky man she's a great kisser <laughs> <laughs> just shows how inept he is and uh, one of the things I was discussing with Dave last night was that um, how old Matt comes off when he's doing things like that you know oh this girl outside in the bikini Lucy <laughs> would somebody get her a jumper you know <laughs> just something like a dad would say You know, somebody go out there and get her a jumper you know um yeah, I loved every every bit of this episode, and I especially love Arthur Darvill's Rory. Um, Rory is great. Uh, somebody made uh, the comment the other day that he was wet. I'm like, well, no. I think he just he played it beautifully. I mean, his first reactions were uh, to to being there were amazing, and he had some great lines to the doctor, especially telling him off um, when they you know when they broke into the the house. Uh, just, it was just a lovely little scene. And then again, when the Doctor tells them all to go back to, to both go back to the TARDIS, and he turns around and he leaves and, and, and says, thank you for that, you yeah. know.
3: Um,
1: yeah, I'm I, not going to leave it there, because, you know, uh, well, I'll just end up gushing.
5: Yeah, <laughs> one thing that, that that have a little bit of ambiguity about this, I thought it was going to be a bit darker, and I don't know whether the, the comedy almost undercut the, the drama too much. I realise, obviously, you know, it's a family show and they can't go too heavily. I didn't expect blood and gore for any means. I don't even like blood and gore, mm-hmm. but uh, I did feel as though maybe they were just a little bit in danger of making it a romp. It was just on the edge of being a romp in places. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll play another clip, and then you can have your first guest in. Okay. Son, I'm sending you somewhere. Together.
8: What, like a date? Anywhere you want. Any time you want. One
5: condition, it has to be amazing. The Moulin Rouge in 1890, the first Olympic Games. Think of it as a wedding present, because frankly, it's either this or tokens. It's a lot to take in, isn't it? Tiny box, huge room inside. What's that about? Let me explain. It's
10: another dimension.
1: It's basically another dimension. What?
10: After what happened with Prisoner Zero, I've been reading up on all the latest scientific theories. FTL travel, parallel Universe. I like the bit when someone says it's bigger on the inside. I always look forward
6: to
5: that. Slightly threatening when he says that. I oh, yeah, like
1: it. I, <laughs> I, I always look forward to that. But that was another <laughs> great thing about about Rory is he's not stupid. He, he looks a bit gormless, but there he's you know he's like I've been reading up on all this stuff. He's been educating himself since they he first encountered the Doctor and. Uh, that's 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 great. It's like it's in another dimension. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. Well, our first guest is Mr. Jumpy Ghostface, if you would please unmute him, Dave. Hello, Liam.
7: Hello.
1: So, what did you think of the episode?
7: I thought it was okay, but there's one thing I didn't understand, and that's if... Why is it called vampires in Venice? If they're really space uh fish from outer space. Well Why space fish from space in
1: Venice. Space fish in yeah, Venice doesn't sound good.
7: Yeah, that's what I put in the chat. <laughs> they not? give the
9: plot away.
1: Yes, yeah. it would give yeah. the plot away. You must you're supposed to think that they're they're vampires. That's the surprise mm-hmm. part is they're just space fish.
5: No no no. The surprise part is that you're glad they're not vampires.
1: Yes. <laughs> Right, well what else what what else did you think of the episode?
7: Um I did like Rory and I thought it was funny the scene where he first reacted to the TARDIS.
1: <laughs> yep, that was pretty funny.
7: Even I look forward to people saying that it's bigger on the inside. <laughs>
1: I know one of the things we laughed at when we were watching it last night was uh was Isabella's dad, Guido in, in Rory's shirt. What? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, was that, w- that was funny, him standing there, <laughs> waiting for yeah. him in the red shirt.
9: But I
5: was talking to my brother-in-law, Gary, and he's, he thought that that um, the, the where Rory just... Because I know Liam likes the fact where they actually walk around and, and examine the TARDIS, and he suddenly was in the TARDIS. But I, I do feel as though the episode, again, as I say, 46 minutes... Uh, almost seems as though they'd had to, to squeeze it into one's episode. They might have even had to make a couple of cuts there. Although I suppose um, the only way they could have got him out of the pub without being a barroom brawl mm. <laughs> was to suddenly jump the scene back into the TARDIS. But it was right. nice to have different reactions uh, of people going in the TARDIS, you know. Right. Thought it'd be cleaner, says Rolf, right. you know.
1: Yeah. Um, Liam, what, what did you think at the, at the end when Guido uh, sacrificed himself to to save the doctor and and Amy and
7: sad go boom Mm.
1: that was pretty sad wasn't it
7: yeah the explosion was cool
1: yeah true
7: there's always an upside to everything and that's the gunpowder and the fire
1: (laughs) so do you have any more thoughts on it
7: um was it
5: scary enough for you or did you think there was too much jokiness?
7: Well, uh, even if there wasn't the joking, I didn't think it was scary at all.
1: He's tough. Mm.
6: Yeah.
5: yeah, he's holding <laughs> your hand no doubt. He
1: he he has he has scarier things in this breakfast cereal. Really he does. <laughs> my dad uh. had
7: his, my dad during the episode went through six pairs of pants.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who had who had to uh, go and kill that spider last night because you couldn't walk anywhere near it? Anyway, moving on. So, do you want to give us a rating, Liam? Um,
7: maybe a uh, six out of ten. <laughs> you really must
1: get with the program, though.
7: I we know. Do 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 it you to do things out of ten.
1: You
5: like it. I yeah. like that, Liam. All right. Make your own mark in the world. That's what we say.
7: A nice
1: day out of the cone. <laughs> we'll see. That's up to Dave. Alright, moving on.
2: Next, Scardus,
1: are you there, sir?
2: I am indeed. How are you?
1: Very good. Thank you for joining us and uh yeah, welcome to the show for the first time.
2: Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Yeah. So what did you think? Um, enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a good episode. Um, very funny, one of the funniest ones we've had so far this year. Um, fan of being human myself. Uh, as you know, that's Toby Whitehouse's other main show, which is kind of filling a sort of torchwood-shaped um hole in the schedule at the moment. So yeah, I was watching that and enjoyed that um quite a bit, and I could see a lot of the uh same level of humor versus drama that you get in that in this particular episode. Um, the whole start pre-title sequence with um the the box the popping out and he just kept digging uh every word he said before the title skipped in and I, I thought that was hilarious and um, yeah it just fun episode but there were a few things that I was disappointed in first of all the actress who played uh, I think Isabella the um the daughter of the mm-hmm. the thing yeah she wasn't a great actress I didn't think you know she's kind of you know Oh my, I am now being eaten. Someone's biting me in the leg. I am going down. Uh, you know.
5: <laughs> Ashley Bailey or something, I think.
1: Alicia.
2: Yeah.
5: Alicia, oh, yeah. Sorry, bye, bad reading, sorry. Alicia Bailey.
2: Yeah, she was a bit disappointing. And also the kind of the climbing tower to save from the storm. It's been done before. Uh, I think Idiot Lantern jumped to mind immediately. And then when he gets up there and he does all the things, it's just a tiny little switch in the yoke, which he switches off and turns off. So that was a bit of a anti finish to it, I thought. But uh, all in that, you know, good episode. And uh, I would give it about a three and a half out of five. Okay.
1: That's great. Yeah, I mean, the this, this switch was a bit of an obvious thing. Um, but, I mean, it's been done before in things like, you know, James Bond movies. uh He did Uh, say, uh, by the way,
5: he did say to them to mash up the chair where the primary thing was, and he said he thought the secondary switch would be somewhere near the generator. But uh, I must admit, it it did look a bit uh, of an easy cop out. But um, he did, he did actually in the actual dialogue say that it was the secondary switch.
1: Right. I mean, it was. Well, I mean, I I kind of liked it because it was, you know, that. the doctor doing something physical for a change, too. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's a bit
5: Idiot's Lantern for me. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I mean, he's done that in Idiot's Lantern, and then, of course, uh, 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 Daleks Revolution in New York.
8: Of
1: the yeah, where he was uh, climbing up there to uh in, on the c- top of the Empire State well, Building. Vast, yeah, Daleks yeah. yeah, Daleks in Manhattan. Daleks in Manhattan, yeah. All right. All right. um Thank you for that, Skardis. And we'll move on down the line. Romana 2, come in. You've Live been absent for a little bit. Live from Tine and where Romana 2. There we go. <laughs> Hello. 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 Yes.
8: Hello. Hello. Um, Hello. Yeah, it's been so long. Um, <clears throat> life keeps getting in the way. But, yeah, um, the episode. I've only seen this once. And I have only seen it once while I was eating my dinner, and um, it's all a bit hazy, but I'll try to talk about it. Um, oh, it was, I enjoyed it, but then again, I enjoy pretty much everything. Um, I did enjoy having Rory worry about um, very, very much, because I've, I've been in the bandwagon for having a male companion as well. Um, and, um, and R- Rory, uh, the whole thing with Rory and Amy, it reminds me of what, it's pretty much kind of sort of what um, Sally Farrow and um, Larry Nyingale sort of were, if they were, it's kind of like, they're kind of like the similar type of um, characters, because Amy's kind of like the feisty, foxy, clever one, and Rory's kind of a bit dopey, but still clever at the same time, so they remind me of um, Sally and Larry, which which is nice. I like... I was always hoping they would get into the TARDIS and they sort of are in a way, which is nice. Um, but um, the doctor coming out of the wedding cake, pure brilliance, of course, um, she's a strip of music. A <laughs> 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 fangirl me just wants to imagine just, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, out of easy the, now. There's out kids of the the
8: wedding... Yeah, the doctor can come out of my wedding cake anytime. um <laughs> <laughs> do you... Um, Sorry, I could be getting those children in. Um, Anyway, um, uh, what else, what else, what else? Um, I do love the um, little, I don't think anyone's mentioned it yet, the library card moment, which was, um, uh, of course, um, was one of the clips they showed on Jonathan Ross way back when, before the series started. And they actually changed the music from that clip that they showed. The music is different, which I guess, the the they they redid the music, but it was kind of a little bit odd watching that scene again, because I'd seen it before with different music. But anyway, but yeah, of course, um, Romana two, um, yeah, why of I say my own name? Don't distract me. Um, <laughs> William Hartnell on the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I'm not laughs> um, but yeah, thanks, William thanks for
0: that romana <laughs>
8: Yeah, my face on the Doctor's Library card. No, William Hartnell's face on the Library card I thought was hilarious when I first saw it and it was funny to see it again. Um, and, again, just loving Eleven um, m- much, much, much. He's all over my wall right now because <laughs> I've been buying Doctor Who Adventures over here and there's only posters of him and Amien, so I've got like four, two, free posters of Eleven on my wall. But anyway... Um, Oh, what else, what else, what else, what else? The vampires. Um, I was not looking forward to this because I'm not a big, huge fan of vampires. So I'm kind of glad that they weren't really vampires. But my dislike of vampires mainly comes from a friend of mine who was, he was obsessed with them and the whole Twilight thing. So um, that's my reason why I dislike vampires. But I was glad to see that they were just fish.
1: At least they didn't weird. sparkle.
8: Yes, at least they didn't sparkle I mean, they just and, and it was also nice that they, they weren't they were a bit malevolent, but they weren't overly so, they just wanted to survive sort of in a way So, um, which is, makes a sort of bit of a change but, um, but the cost, it, it was very pretty the costumes were pretty, the setting was pretty the confidential is amazing um, and Beth Willis Yes,
5: yeah, one thing I wondered is, do you think these people are, this race is related to the half the the sound effects seemed as though they were reusing the half ones slightly.
8: Possibly. Uh, I mean, bubbles are
5: bubbles, I know.
8: <laughs> bubbles are bubbles, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, what else? What else? What else? I know there's more. Um, I love the coat that Matt's wearing in the Confidential for various reasons. Um, <laughs> and what else? What else? What else? Oh, goodness. Um, what about the production values
5: it. and venice did you think they'd realized it well
8: i thought it was great but i did have a little bit of a low uh, mm-hmm. moment when i was watching the confidential and i saw the way they created the 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 um the, the water effects and the and the gondola it was just a big sheet of cardboard with someone moving it God <laughs> yeah, bless like, the bbc <laughs> yeah,
0: a bit like but a yeah. school
1: play wasn't it yeah
8: it, it was it
0: was, it was well
1: effective though I mean until you yeah. see it you're like oh I totally you know fell for <laughs> that
8: and then it's just like a bit of cardboard <laughs> but yeah um I love yeah again love Amy and Rory being as a duo because um Always liked multi-companion stories. It was good to see that um the Doctor had time to do stuff on his own and not having, you know, his pesky companion going, Doctor, what's this? She has her own little adventure with her own little fella. And um, I think they I Rory's just adorable, walking around in Venice in that shirt, um, biting off the vampire with the broom. Um, just in general, he's, I'm turning out to really enjoy him. And... Um, i've been enjoying the series so far i thought last week's were good um didn't really have a chance to talk about them but i enjoyed both of them and next week looks really interesting which i'm gonna sad i'm gonna i'm gonna miss because i'm gonna be in blackpool but i'll watch it again later but um but um here
5: here comes the hoop here comes the hoop romana What's your rating?
8: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I thought I was starting to get the um get railed in. Um well Gone. I am <laughs> well, not gonna be here for three weeks. No, I know. So. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, rating. Um, pending rewatch, I'd say I'd give it a steady four. Um I, again, i only watched it once and I was slightly distracted while I was eating because I was eating my dinner and I was eating it with my friends um my friend and her parents and so there was people talking over bits and stuff and I haven't had a proper watch of it yet, but at the moment, it's good. I liked it. Toby White Whitehouse is writing. I enjoy because I like being human as well. cs so yes, 34, and I'll pass it on, and see you in three weeks.
5: Great, <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks for that. Ready. And I'll a play the clip. Cheers. How about somewhere? Romantic.
0: Venice! Venetia! Ah,
5: you've got to love Venice. So many people did. Byron, Napoleon, Casanova. That reminds me. 1580. That's all right. Casanova
4: doesn't get born for 145 years. Don't want to run into him. I owe him a chicken.
5: You owe Casanova a chicken? Long story. We had a bet. Whoa, 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 whoa. Papers, if you please.
0: There you go, fella.
5: All to your satisfaction. I think you're fine. I'm so sorry, Your Holiness. I I didn't realise. No worries, you were just doing your job. Sorry, what exactly is your, your job? Well, checking for aliens, you <laughs> visitors from oh. foreign lands, what might bring the plague with them.
0: Oh, that's nice. See why you bring me the plague?
5: Don't worry, Viscountess. <sighs> no, we're, we're under quarantine here. No one comes in, no one goes out, and all because of the grace and wisdom of our patron, Signora Rosanna Calvieri. Oh,
3: interesting.
5: I heard the plague died out years ago.
1: Jeez. Yes, i Yes. I'm very curious about that Casanova reference. <laughs> Don't want to run I'm into him.
9: <laughs> Don't want to
1: run into him. I'm like, that's a bit, uh, if if that's the way it was intended, that's a bit cheeky. <laughs> I love anyway. that. I
8: just thought I'd mention, yeah, I forgot to mention
6: that. <laughs> anyway.
1: <laughs> All right, Mr. Benjamin Elliott hello.
8: Hello.
9: So, we saw Vampires of Venice. Well, didn't this episode seem to go through various different title variants? I've heard the, the Vampires of Venice, which is what was used. was also called Vampires of Venice. Vampires in Venice. I'm going to bet somewhere there was that vampires show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Strange people uh, with
1: pointy teeth in Venice.
9: <laughs> mm-hmm. I had a couple of serious thoughts about this. Uh, personally, I thought Venice looked pretty good. I almost, but didn't quite manage to see Venice when I was in Italy many years ago, but it certainly matched my opinion to what the place should look like, except it was too clean. The Italian cities I have seen were very dirty, and I, somehow I, I, would, I was expecting this a bit more dust and grime, maybe not graffiti, but, you know, I expected it to look a little, a little more lived in.
5: Well, it was it was supposed to be the posh school of the uh, thing. There was almost royalty in a way, weren't they? Hmm. A
9: good point. Hmm. Uh, the um, also the one thing that did bother me a little about the episode. I like the story arc, and I like the concept of the story arcs. However, I do feel the way they're doing it at the moment. Uh, Flesh and Stone, I think, worked a, would have worked a little bit better as a story without the scene at the end. Yes, the scene at the end was exciting and interesting and twisty, but the whole stuff in the bedroom didn't really tie in that much with the whole statues and River Song and that mystery. Similarly, with Vampires of Venice, while it was a great scene with Rory at the Stagdew, I think if that scene wasn't there the episode just would sort have of flowed a little bit better. The problem is, I like these scenes, and I don't know where you could put them if they weren't in those episodes, because they aren't enough to sustain an episode on their own. But it it does bother me a little bit that it becomes a little bit harder to watch them as episodes in their own right, but you sort of have to view them as the story arc. Do,
5: do, I, do the, I assume that, that, Benjamin, that you know they they did that because they were trying to just reinforce the fact that for... For him, it was still the same day that Amy had left with the doctor. Even though we've had these adventures, you know, we've had the uh, the, the Dalek adventure, we've had the victor, uh the you know, the uh, Beast Below adventure, and all that. But for him, it's the, still the night before his wedding, and I think it was perhaps there to reinforce that.
9: That's a good point, and that probably is why they're handling it this way. Just, I suppose I'm just being a bit, I'm just being a bit grumpy there. I did enjoy the episode a lot. I did think. There, there were some nice subtle touches there, like uh, people talked about Isabella, but the guy playing Isabella's father managing to, first of all to look dignified while wearing a Rory's stag dude t-shirt. <laughs> second, I just love that every time they second, cut to them. Some people would wonder how come the guy seems so calm after his daughter clearly got slaughtered, and but the fact is. He was doing it all with his eyes and with little silent gestures. He wasn't making any big speeches or anything. He was just very slowly moving himself around and getting himself set up. And, of course, you had the whole gunfire stuff in his place from the beginning. Yeah, so he had a
5: plan. A I thought with it was a, a nice
9: bit of subtle acting there, with, with the char- <laughs> how the actor chose to play the doomed character.
1: Right I, lo- I love it when uh, when they brought up what, what it was Roy was sitting on, and he quite gingerly moves aside.):
9: <laughs> Also, one other thing I noticed was that this is the same guy who wrote school reunion, And it seems pretty clear that apart from being able to go to Croatia, the budget has gone down a little bit. A few of the special effects looked a bit 1990s. But it also seems to have brought about a bit of invention. I mean, in school reunion, you they had the money to have all these big, vamp, all these bat-like vampire things, and in the end, they looked a little bit cartoonish. They looked a little bit like Scooby-Doo in the live-action Scooby-Doo movies. And this one, they they couldn't have extended periods where these guys were in the fish forms. So, so you only have a very couple moments of fish, and the big special effect is the teeth, which they were able to do very well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like if the school union had been on a slightly lower budget and they hadn't been able to bat out as much, I wonder if the bat image would have been more effective. And Similarly, I wonder if we could have had them in the fish form for a much longer amount of time, or if we could have seen the fish army in the water, would it have
5: looked a bit silly. Yeah, one thing I'd wondered was whether actually the the biggest thing they made in the budget cut was in the acting. One. Not 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 because they haven't got good actors. Don't get me wrong. But of course, I'm not. I wouldn't imagine de- uh, Matt Smith is being paid quite as highly as David Tennant was certainly in his last couple <coughs> of uh, series. So they may have saved a little bit on the um, you know the the budget in in the acting and so on. And that,
9: that always happens with new actors, like. Uh, I remember hearing, like, Christopher Eccleston was getting paid some handsome amount for his first year as a doctor. Then the next year, the one being paid the most was Billy Piper. David Tennant got paid less than Billy Piper during Tennant's first year because Billy Piper was the one who was the experienced lead at that point.
5: Carrying the show, yeah, at that point.
9: (laughs) I doubt very much that uh, that either Freeman Ackerman or... After and take got paid as much as tenants when they op acted against him.
5: Because at that All point, right. tenant
9: was the established one.
5: Yeah. All good points. All right. So,
9: it was. I enjoyed it overall. I had a good time. And I did manage... I did predict the extended episode. Because if you looked through com about the day before the episode aired, the Sunday night repeats, uh, they had confidential set to start at 8.50. Which made me think, hmm sounds like a long episode. So I put in, episode might
5: be long. Mm. And they messed around with the start time again in the UK. I mean, they are very cavalier with their attitude to it. Uh, 6.20 sometimes, 6 p.m. others. Um, But um, we love it anyway. Uh, Are we up to a rating yet, Benjamin?
1: Yes, rating.
9: I suppose you have to... Let's see. Let's see. What... What sort of rating could you give it? Well, clearly, four fangs out of five. (laughs) Oh, thanks for that.
1: Yeah, thanks very much. (laughs) (laughs) We get your point. (laughs) (laughs) Right,
6: well, moving swiftly
5: on. Very incisive. (gasps) Oh, man. I'll play a clip. Yes. We were accosted again. The man made a grab for one of the girls.
8: The longer we wait, the greater the risk of discovery. I mean, we've already converted more than enough. It's time to introduce them to my brother. I shall decide when we have
0: enough.
8: If it's more you want, let me take the girls into the city tonight. No, we God. could. You follow
2: the plan. Let them hammer on our door. Beg to be taken. And what have you been doing?
8: What? Running? I'm, I'm fighting. I've been...
3: Scared, more scared than I
6: thought.
3: Did you miss me? I knew I'd be coming back.
5: He was right. It blocks out everything else. Rory,
3: this is our
8: date. Let's not do this.
5: this. We are in (laughs) Venice, and it is 1580. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: know!
1: (laughs) Okay. Alrighty. Uh... No more teeth jokes. All right, <laughs> Mr. Charlie P79, are you there, sir?
4: Uh, all right. Ironically enough, I had tilapia last night before I watched this episode. <laughs>
1: I was actually thinking there was a really big lost opportunity in this episode. Uh, I mean, you know, we could have heard from the doctor, I haven't got a bowl of custard big enough for this lot.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> God. You could put a Hitchhiker's Guide uh, to the Galaxy reference in there too. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I like this episode. It's just it, it, you know, um, starting off with that that opening of the stag party. The, once when the Doctor pops out of the, out of the cake, I just it was it, I, w- I was laughing throughout that whole thing. I just I mean like Anna who uh, casted those extras. I like the, the extras in that stag party. They look, they look like a couple kind of kind of rough and tumble kind of guys in, in that scene. <laughs> um, even you know, even that little bit where he talks about um, the girl outside, Lucy. You know, she needs a jump. She's diabetic, and then that. Uh, just uh, I, I mean, I thought about it today. Well, that's probably the reason why they have a. Um, they don't have a real cake because, because she's diabetic. Or <laughs> the cake.
6: Um,
5: Too much pie.
4: Right, right. And I just, I like that you know when when Rory. Points out in the tortoise, but it's another dimension. He was like, just the, that doctor's the doctor's look when he says, um, you know, I always like it when they say um, it's bigger on the you inside. And he starts because, because I kind of let you like laugh, I, I laugh it off, or it sort of like smirks it. I'm like,
6: eh.
4: um, yeah, you know, it's written by um, the same writer as uh, Schoon Reunion, one of my favorite uh, ten episodes, and yeah, there are similarities. to, the, You know, just the whole. Dr. Rory relationship kind of reminded me of uh, the Sarah Rose relationship just that, you know, they're just kind of sparring, you know, not, um, you know, sparring off, you know, that whole um, bit, I like that bit where they were, um, uh, Rory says about, like, oh, you know, when, they, when we finally kissed her, we're not having this discussion right now. He's like, did you kiss her back? No, I kissed her mouth.
1: Uh, <laughs> I love
4: that. Oh, that, that, like you know, like, and he, he pulls, he pulls, well, a little, you know, that little flashlight you know, and then the doctor pulls that giant ultraviolet light So <laughs> Yours is bigger than mine. We're just like, not now. Um, yeah, you know, I like, I I I was, I was in Venice back in 97 and, you know, you know, just as, I thought Croatia did fine, you know, that whole bit with the, with the, the gondola. Just, you know, that's, you know, it looked like that, you know, there's those narrow uh, canals <laughs> and then I saw the confidential, like, oh, that's how they did it. Um, yeah it just it it was just it was a fun you know fun episode um you know there was some you know it, it was a nice mixture of uh uh you know- you know i don't say it, you mean scary stuff and 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 humor um yeah i probably you know um you yeah, know i've watched it twice i will probably say like maybe like four 4.5 out four point five out of of five
1: okay thank you very much sir Yeah, yeah well, thank you yes ciao. So. All right next on the list, please welcome to the room, Mr. Darth Skeptical. Hello. Hello, <laughs> sir.
11: Indeed. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I think that a lot of people turn into Darth Who because they think it's a science fiction show, and so when it goes off into, you know, space, they're all very, very happy. Uh, that's not really my favorite genre of Doctor Who. In fact, it's really this sort of thing that makes me think, oh, this is an episode I need to pay attention to. And for the most part, the episode worked for me. Um, I think, quite unlike Benjamin, I was thrilled at the fact that this was dominated by uh, the continuing elements that are running through this series. And I think that it it's actually helping me a lot with my sort of Amy problems that I've been talking about from the beginning in that we really got some definition here Um, uh, and that that Roy turned out to be quite a surprise Uh, I, I really didn't terribly think that his uh, acting in the first episode was all that great. Um, here, I think we are starting to see the crafting of a character that is going to be interesting to watch and, and to look at. Uh, it, it's not an exact copy of Mickey. It's not uh, an exact copy of of uh, Jackie. Um, but it does have elements from those two characters combined with uh, some stuff that is brand new. and The dynamic of having... Um, at least for a short period of time, a, a traveling companion duo that are in a romantic relationship is going to be, I think, very interesting. I, I, I love the the frisson that was going on and the fact that you now essentially have a romantic triangle in the TARDIS. Um, you got some lovely acting out of Matt Smith uh, in reaction to um, the discussion about who should play what part um, you know, should should it be that the doctor is the the husband or the brother or the whatever? the um, lovely stuff there that suggests you know, it's not that the doctor is completely unaware of his uh, romantic power. Um, and indeed, I think w- one of the things that was really nice about this episode is uh, it, as a follow on from the last episode, where you had the, the scene that you know some old Doctor Who fans didn't like of uh, the the kissing scene or whatever, um, is that. it it does still validate the Doctor as a romantic being um, because he clearly understands what romance is or else he would never have brought him to Venice. Um, And he's not not operating out of just cliché. He really does understand that Venice is... uh, He has a romantic relationship with Venice. Yeah, mm um, Casanova. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that was lovely. And that was lovely. And I'm sorry, obviously a direct reference to David Tennant, obviously, and and, and <laughs> so clever <laughs> and lovely too. Um, and uh, you know, th- this episode is great on character level, and maybe may one, maybe the strongest uh, on on in terms of character development of the entire season. Um, in that it's sort of equally handed among the three principles, every one of them gets something interesting to do. Every one of them has an interesting comment upon the other person's character. So you you get some interesting development between the doctor and Roy, between the doctor and Amy, between Amy and Roy, between Amy and the doctor, and between Roy and Amy. So everybody in in that sort of classic, for lack of a better words, Smallville way, you know, you have Ooh. a you, you have a romantic triangle and So for that reason, I was really interested in the episode. Now, when it comes to the plot, uh, no, (laughs) sorry, not so much. Uh, I I think that this is an episode very much like uh, uh, Idiot's Lantern, or uh, maybe even, to a degree, Daleks in Manhattan, um, in that it does fall down right at the end. Um, It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. like right in the middle of what is supposed to be storms and what's supposed to be completely uh, overcast sky, somehow Amy pulls a compact out of wherever, and then she uses the mirror to reflect the sunlight, destroy the creature. But wait, there's no sunlight, so what did she do? That really pissed me off. And uh, although the Matt Smith was really acting his best, I think, with that, that contraption on top of the tower. Um, and he, he was selling, okay, I'm looking for a button. He did sell that moment in a way. Still, the resolution of that is uh, not so great. I mean, it, basically, he he saves the day by flipping a button. And that's not very intriguing to me, I don't think. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the visual of it, the actual ascent up... Uh, another tower to do another rather flimsy bit of jiggery pokery uh, to resolve the plot not such a great ending but I mean you know that we are talking about you know two minutes out of the entire episode granted an important two minutes granted plot resolution but the, the dialogue is so lovely and the contravention of expectation is so lovely here Um, you know, like even simple things, like at the beginning of the episode, you think that they're going to cut to titles when, uh, the girl screams. Then instead, the girl screaming cuts to Rory screaming, which, and it was like, oh, we're not done. We're not, we're still at the teaser. And then we get the best part of the teaser. Um, so uh, there there are things like that where it's really good and the the dialogue is just sings throughout. Um, but the you know the actual resolution of the plot that's a one effort. I mean maybe a zero effort. A really terrible plot resolution. But um, you know technically there were some good things. We're not we've not talked about Johnny Campbell who's making his directorial debut here for Doctor Who and he he's no you know uh, Andy Gun. He he's definitely. More on the lines of um, Adam Smith than he is in an Andrew Gunn. Very crisp direction. Lovely, lovely stuff going on there. But maybe more importantly is, of course, the, the continuing great work of colorist um, McVincent, whose grading in this episode was just magnificent. I mean, I'm sorry, but this did not look at all, at all, like anything from the Tenant Error. It was... Creepy. It was muted. Um, it was earth tone. It was lovely. The, just the, the coloring on this episode, probably the best coloring that there has ever been in the uh, BBC Wales era, which means the best in Doctor Who. Um, Plus, there was so. a goat. <laughs> Plus, there was a goat. A goat. used just, you know, a walk on goat. They got a local. Uh, a local goat. Yes, uh, a local know, lady and a local goat. Yeah. And, and, you know, some love – speaking of farm animals, you know, farm animals that were conveying some meaning there because in the it, lovely little cut to a chicken in the fight with uh, Rory as if to, uh, you know, say, oh, okay, this guy's a chicken. But then he doesn't turn out to be so much of a chicken. No. Um, so some lovely little subtle things going on there. Um, great direction music was okay Um, although I really like that you know we have a a different version of for lack of a better word the 11th Doctor's theme um, in that you got the uh, sort of more bass and cello version of the the, the theme that's been the action theme that's been going throughout this series that was nice to hear some sort of uh, more renaissance era kind of variation on the that theme Um, but you know it was it was good. It was just that that one little thing at the end just really bugged me. The the plot resolution bugged me. So you know if I was to give it a rating, I would say I'd have to split this one up um, it's, it's clearly a five in terms of dialogue. It's of it's, it's, it's place within the series, um, and and, in, and moving along the overall arc of the series and it it is interesting about that we should talk about that a little bit it is very interesting that this series is turning out to be much more um story arc driven than any other series that we've gotten before and it's somewhat similar to series three and that series three only takes place over 96 hours and it's now readily apparent that this series is only going to take place over the course of a night um But, but it's interesting that that this series is, it, you know, you cannot escape the series arc. It is bolted in place across um, all these episodes. And in, in some episodes that's not been so good, but in this episode it was really good.
9: I wonder, Darth, could the arc be responsible for the light issue? You mentioned that she managed to get some light. Is it possible that she spotted the crack, or went for thought spot with sunlight, and happened to get light from a crash? She, she did say it was lucky.
5: She did say it was looking I don't know. She did say it was looking. And by the way, uh, Graham's not the in crack the show.
9: a bizarre relationship with her.
5: <laughs> yeah, Graham's not in the show today, but he said he saw the the crack in the uh, the the line of the lightning that was in the shape of a crack. So, um, although in actual fact, the the uh, the lead woman of this. Alien race said that the particular crack they'd come through had closed them behind them. So um, you could argue that there's a case for not having one this time.
11: Um, well, yeah. Did, you, did but, you finish
5: your rating? You said five uh, on dialogue. Uh,
11: yeah, but I mean, in in terms of uh, you know the plot itself, I don't know. It, it's really hard to defend that the way in which the plot is resolved. Uh, you know. Yeah. Interesting if it if that light did come from a crack, but I mean why would they've not been shy about showing us the crack before, or why why would they not do it this time? Um just the lightning I suppose. It could have been mind you, but, that would have uh, But that's not the shape yeah. of a crack because lightning's vertical. So yeah. you know.
5: Well it can uh, go cloud to cloud, but uh, I would have yeah, to watch it again to to uh say so.
11: Yeah, I don't know. Um but you know, um good it was good in some other ways, the plot, like the whole um i actually liked the plight of the people involved here. I like the fact that they they weren't looking to take over the earth they you know the concept that they were just taking over one city was interesting and and certainly something that is not very r t d like i mean it it's certainly something that comes more from the classic series that you can have small scale invasion um right somebody, you know that was good, but I don't know. Somewhere well, between well, two and a three for the plot, probably, well, overall. Well, I, I assumed it was only
5: one city, because that was her sort of brood, as it were, and, and they only basically needed one city to start with. Uh, uh, it was her brood of um, uh, spawn, or whatever you want to call them. Uh, and just while you're on, Ian, and I know Ian wants to go to Rowan in a minute, let me just play that little clip. I'll, ju- I'll jump a few clips, but the bit that you liked about the brother thing. Yeah. I have to
10: know, we go together to say, you're my daughter. What? Don't listen to
4: him. Your daughter? You look about nine. Brother, then. Too weird, fiancé.
5: Uh, I'm not having him run around telling people he's your fiancé.
8: No. No, you're right. Thank you. I mean, they've already seen the doctor. You should do it.
6: <laughs> me? Yeah. You can me my brother.
11: Why is him being a brother weird? But with me, it's okay.
5: <laughs> she didn't want him as my but... fiancé, just a brother.
11: By the way, I yeah. just want to jump back in for one little tiny thing yeah, that, sure. that just reminded me of, of one line that I just think is the best line I've heard in Doctor Who in so long, and that is the whole thing of uh, Rory looking at the uh, psychic paper and saying, "Wait, it says here I'm a eunuch," and then the way that Karen Gillan delivers the line, uh, you know, I'll explain later, which is you know the the classic Doctor Who line and you know clearly curse of fatal death line, just the way she delivers it just knocked me for a loop. This <laughs> funny. Yeah. Since I'm a eunuch. I'll explain later. Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. Moving on down the list. Rowan's. Hey,
0: guys. How you doing? Good. I, I, I thought I was a bit late coming in today. Um.
1: I hope you have a note. What's that? I hope <laughs> you have a note.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, for I do, yeah.
1: Okay. She was at the dentist
5: and a teeth check.
0: Almost did didn't get to download this, the today because I was like, I was really behind, and and uh, the uh, service I usually use didn't have very good copies, so I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, what, uh, what did you I think of the episode? That. I loved it. Actually, I, it's, it's last week, was the only time I think I'm going to have a, uh, even partially make it a free without episode, because this time around, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Um, like like you were mentioning before but I think Rory's going to turn out to be the next tin dog I've been saying that <laughs> it. and she's like oh can I come along I was like oh no you know, here, here goes Dr. getting domestic again and like, <laughs> yeah it's kind of like I uh, he enjoys being domestic now because they sort of realized that well, I've tried being on my own. I've tried being non domestic. Now I think I kinda like being domestic. <laughs>
9: <laughs> it's for me.
0: <laughs> Whoa, what was that? I'll get it.
6: <laughs>
0: oh. It's uh that it's that Amy the making Minister the tea, again? the
5: kettle's boiled in the TARDIS. Yeah.
0: Is that the is that the Prime Minister again calling in? <laughs> <laughs> oh we know did that. last, um, yeah.
1: I did love that line. Uh, I got my boy, uh, got my spaceship, got my boys. We are so not her boys.
6: Oh, <laughs> yeah, we yes, are. We are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <Yes. laughs> I love that line too. Yeah, and um, I was just say, there's a whole bunch of good one-liners in this one. Um, I, I love the uh, King Demon references in this too. I mean, uh, with, with the fight scenes. Yes, yeah, like, yeah, I know. I've been had they had a lot of classic Who references in this particular episode. Um which I really loved. I mean I, of course I love Casanova references like you mentioned. Um yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I I just love that. And then uh oh what else? Oh yeah, and especially when he first sees the uh, the people. he's looking in the mirror and he doesn't see his reflection. Doesn't see their reflection. And he goes, "This is you know." I remember that from the preview, and I thought it was brilliant even just from the preview. And uh, <clears throat> it's kind of like I'm loving it.
6: Hmm.
0: This is, this Racing. Like, yeah, it's like <laughs> um, then he's kind of like, and I, I love. Rory's reaction here about um at first like okay, well where do I stand in all this? <laughs> yes. Right. at the end it's kind of like, Ooh, can I come?
5: Yeah. I think I think <laughs> I th- I think the first choice was the goat. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, it was kinda like I'm going because she's going. <laughs> so racing? Reading?
1: Yep. yep, your rating.
0: Oh, my rating? Oh, good. Enough. Five out of five for this one. I mean, I, my very first five out of five uh, fishy faces.
1: Oh, well, you <laughs>
5: pleased Ian on that because uh, yes. he loved it too. Awesome. You missed awesome. Ian's uh, awesome. chat about it. But hopefully, those people have come in late. Um, and of course, you can call us on 724 444 744. Listen back. It's available on the Talk Show ID at five 4821 are on iTunes so those guests who came in later who are not on mic please listen to the whole show and the past programmes I'll play a clip and then we'll go to the next caller
0: Mother what do you drink from her? May we share I'm so thirsty Of
3: course darling
10: That's what vampires do right? They drink
3: your blood and replace it with their own Yeah except these people haven't just had their blood taken but all the water in their entire bodies
5: why do they die? Why aren't they like the girls in the school? Maybe not everyone survives the process. That's when they find that dead body in the chest.
1: Yes, yes. Alright! We're almost done, actually.
3: Mr. Randall Thor, are you there, sir? Yes, I am here. So, what do you think? Well. Uh, there, I I liked the episode. It was it was a great episode. It was just it it was an adventure episode. There just wasn't that much to talk about afterwards. It was a, a good adventure, and five. I would give the episode five out of five. Just there was something that I noticed in retrospect that okay, we people here have mentioned school reunion. This episode had basically the same plot structure as school reunion. If sort of similar how. Uh, well, Eleventh Hour, Smith and Jones, uh, same plot structure, but with the just over and school reunion was also. a Toby me what house episode, but yeah, this was just an enjoyable episode. I liked the 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 filming. I liked the 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 dress in the episode, the costumes in the episode. Just everything about this episode was great. Well, not everything. The resolution. Um, I liked the well. The emphasis on the story arc. I liked how it was story driven. I liked the introduction of Rory as a character. I I, I, I liked his first, that that scene in the TARDIS where he did not react the way the Doctor expected with being a, a reacting. It's bigger on the inside. And Rory already knew about it being in another dimension and bigger on the inside and all of that and just and then off to Venice. It was just. Uh, that's pretty much all I have to say. It was just an enjoyable episode. Five out of five. Can't wait for next week's. Huzzah. All
5: right, I'll play another right. clip then. All right. I need to think. Come on, brain.
8: Think, think, think. Think. If there are fish people, it explains why they hate the sun. Stop talking,
10: brain thinking. Hush. It's the school thing that I don't understand. Stop talking, brain thinking, hush. I say we take the
8: fight too them. Uh, uh, uh. What? Ah. Uh. The planet dies, so they flee through a crack in space and time and end up here. Then she closes off the city and one by one starts changing the people into creatures like her to start a new gene pool. Got it. But then what? They come from the sea. They can't survive forever on land. So what's she going to do? Unless she's going to do something to the environment to make the city habitable. She said I shall bend the heavens to save my race. Bend the heavens. Bend She's going to St. Venice
5: And since we're waiting, Mike Perhaps uh, Resident Alien and a couple of us That come in late Might want to come on, Mike I'll play another clip And then leave one for
3: last Well, one.
0: Okay. one city to save an entire species
6: Was that so much to ask?
5: I told you, you can't go back and change time You mourn But you live and no, Rosanna, I did it
8: Tell me, Doctor. Can your conscience carry the weight of another dead race? Remember
2: us. Dream of us.
6: No!
5: That—that no! that was one of the things again, wasn't it? The, you know, the angels have disappeared. The crack. Um, you could argue that the Daleks have, well, they keep disappearing and coming back anyway. But I mean, I don't know. Whether that's another theme. Right. Have we got anybody else that's not
4: yes, chatting?
5: Tim. Oh, of course. Yeah. Sorry,
1: but before, Tim, we, before yeah. we cross to Tim, um, the the scene around the table was just lovely. The way he motions to Rory, oh, cup, cover his mouth, would <laughs> you? That was <laughs> funny. I enjoyed that. Anyway, Tim, 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 Tim.
5: Sorry for the long wait. I'm not
10: Yeah, not wishing to sound like a politician, because we've heard far too many of them recently. I have in my hand a piece of paper, because for once I made notes. But I'll try and be as quick as possible.
5: No, you're all right. Uh, We're we're on time now. Well, I
10: noticed we're whizzing through. Uh, Well, I put at the top something I noticed on Twitter last night. Someone was saying, is Rory the new Mickey? And I put next to that, maybe, but more likeable. Because I remember uh, back in about 2005, Noel Clark did a convention... And people were asking him about Mickey and his on-stage appearance. And his great quote that day was, he's not meant to be liked, you know. Because <laughs> I don't, don't think the whole of season one He was, one he was gone holding out of that Rose far.
5: back, wasn't he? He was holding Rose back. Mm,
10: I, I, yeah, I, th- I think Rory's so much more likeable. Like, I can imagine there being actual people like Rory. Um, well, I mean, actual people like Mickey, for that matter. Um, yeah, they're
5: called Tim.
3: Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> bad boy, Blabri- to me. Blabri- <laughs> bad,
10: bad day. Bad day. Um, <laughs> I just hear some wonderfully classic lines. Again, certain writers I get on well with, and I can just sit and watch their stuff till the cows come home. And Toby Whithouse is one of them. But the moment right at the beginning, where he just he burst out of the cake, and he, then he says, "Thought I'd burst out of the wrong cake." again Again. and I thought hmm
6: (laughs) what has he been up to (laughs) um
10: I I, I like that dark line uh, when Rory says to him you make them want to impress you as we're harking back to what um Davros said about the doctor turning people into weapons and the way he changes people again uh I noticed the steampunk theme is continuing, because the, the, the scene right at the beginning, the Doctor's wearing really steampunk goggles. Mm. Uh,
1: oh,
5: oh, yeah, great, and his naughty swing, yeah. <laughs> not naughty n- n- swing.
1: Dave, I don't want to know what you get up to in your spare time where you're thinking that's a naughty <laughs> swing.
10: <laughs> 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 it's a fun swing.
6: Oh, right.
10: It, it's, a, it's like a bosun's chair. I mean, you have up and down a building, he just goes up and down the TARDIS in
6: Course,
10: um, yes. there's, there's Rory's line where he thinks he's being compared to the Doctor, and he goes, I'm being reviewed now, am I? And I <laughs> thought, that's a nod to fandom, that, isn't it? Because <laughs> they know that we pick these episodes apart, let alone within hours, within minutes, and
1: virtually well, there was, during them. There was also the reference earlier when, when they were discussing who was going to take Amy into the thing. And he says, Oh be your dad and she goes, What, you look like you're nine I mean that's a mm-hmm. a big reference to fans basically saying, he's far too young, you
5: know. That's
10: a that's a nod to Tony Galishan who calls Matt Smith the child.
5: <laughs> uh, and there was another one while they were around the table and you hear the noises upstairs and the bride says there's nobody upstairs and did anybody else think he was going to say that? meaning do you the audience think he was going to say
10: that? I, th- yeah. I think that made it into Doc Who the Ultimate Guide I've seen some of these bits before but um, yep. uh, th- there's that great line early on where R- Rory's been off and he's read all the science magazines and science journals and things And he's like going, oh, yes, yes, uh, other dimensions and that. And the Doctor turns to him and says, uh, kind of jokingly but sinisterly at the same time, I like that bit where they say it's bigger on the inside. And he he looks at him quite stern and he says, I look forward to that. that. (laughs) Which is a very doctorish moment. I I, I do love some... And um, that moment where he, he, he works out their plan and he says, I've been around a bit, but really that's you... (laughs) <laughs> I do. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> oh, and the, the 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 great psychic, the great <laughs> psychic paper moment. Because Rory looks at the psychic paper and he goes, "According to this, I'm your eunuch." And the stuff they they, fall, they they do the Doctor Who cliche where Karen just turns to well, Amy turns to him and goes, "I'll explain later," which of course she <laughs> <Yeah>. doesn't. <laughs> Well, of
5: course, he was, was being uh, emasculated by the, the doctor's presence, really, wasn't
10: he? But I, but I was make, making these notes, so rings two things to definitely mention. Them. One of them's near the bottom end. It says, someone give the mill an award now, because those fish people were brilliant. They were sparingly used, and so by, sp- by saving on the effects budget, it increased the quality of the actual effects. Right, and that they they actually they did stand up for being watched in HD, and not all of the effects necessarily do. Uh, I also put um, sword fight exclamation mark. He <laughs> <straight. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> starts he starts off by prodding him with this broom or something, doesn't it? And suddenly, this this guy whips out this sword and Rory's like, ah.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then, of course, um, Amy saying, uh, "Hit him." You know, Eddie strikes him, but with the wrong end of the room. Yeah. <laughs>
5: and, and of course, there was a scene where, it, you know, they couldn't rile him, and then they said something bad about his mother. Yeah. You said something about
1: mm. my mummy. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh,
5: uh, the only I, thing uglier than you the that. New, <laughs> it's your mother. I, I, I did feel as though it was, it, you know, it, it was verging on a romp, really, at this point, and, and I thought it was going to be really one of the, the darker, more scarier. episodes. yeah.
10: Is is a romp a bad thing? Because unlike Radio Free Skyro I actually enjoyed Unicorn and the Wasp Because I like it. I like an episode that's fun. Because it, it, it the great thing about New Doctor Who is you get contrast. You get some quite dark episodes, and then then you get ones that, where it just just rattles by. But um, right,
5: yeah, it was just, my expectation. It's worth worth a mention
10: yeah. that this had a good contrast between it being fairly speedy, but they had albeit only like another five more minutes than other episodes but it did not seem to breathe more didn't it there was a bit more room for character a bit more room for explanatory dialogue and stuff um i noticed there's a little bit of a theme come up things that i i noticed don't actually happen that often in doctor who and that's um the doctor or the companion going undercover and I notice Big Finish have used it once or twice, but it doesn't show up in the TV show very often, where one of them goes, oh, I'll pretend to be such and such. Uh, I've only got about three more things written down.
6: Uh, okay.
10: That great, that great line that featured on Jonathan Ross, where he's in the room, and he's just turning round and he's going, nothing in the, the room. Girls behind me, nothing in the room. He goes, tell me the whole plan. <laughs> One day that will work. And it, it, <laughs> it, it, it's cribbing on James Bond, Dad, isn't it? Because in James Bond, there's, al- there's often a scene, particularly the older Bond movies, where the villain has got Bond tied up and knows he's going to kill him in five minutes, and, and Bond's going, uh, you expect me to talk? And he goes, oh, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I, I, I noticed the doctor's coat's dimensionally transcendental. This R- R- Rory, like the sensible chap he is, has a nice small torch you can put in a coat pocket. And the doctor reaches in, and he's only got that small jacket on. Suddenly, this huge torch comes out. <laughs> His coat figure on the inside. Oh, yeah. a target
6: uh, pocket.
10: <laughs> a target <laughs> pocket. And, and, and. Uh, uh, so, 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 that's another accessory cosplayers have got to now find is a large, large torch for the doctor to be carrying around. Um, and, um,. About oh, the only thing I could mark it down on, I wrote at the bottom: one switch fixes everything, because he climbs all the way to the top of that tower and they're kind of like egging him on and going go on, do it, do it, and he opens up the thing and the 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 steampunk thing comes again because he opens it up and they're using uh, technology of the time and there's not much electronics in it and there's a bit of a sort of alienish glow, uh, but but then he suddenly he's looking around trying to find it and he just finds an old-fashioned switch and he switches it and suddenly it's all over.
5: That uh, is a good point, actually. Gonna... The fact that the date would have made them having to do that, yeah.
10: There's only one, uh, thing, one other thing I'll mention. It's something I didn't write down and it's right near the beginning of the episode. And had they done this as a two-parter, they so could have had a David Tennant cameo. Because he could have said something about... Um, p- Pity about... I hope I don't bump into Casanova. Because he could have been there in Casanova's time said, hope I don't bump into him, I own a chicken, and, and you think it's a throwaway line, but if it was a two-parter in, like, partway through part two, or near the end, Over could show up just as the TARDIS was disappearing, like,
6: boy, where's my chicken? <laughs> my chicken. Like, like it, it was, was the, the first-rate kid, laugh yeah.
10: to take you into next week, and David Tennant would, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he'd agree to that. <laughs> so it, it, might, it might be just a little bit too much of an in-joke. But
1: uh, I, I just I think it'll work. The, the, the thing I, with with the whole switch that I don't have a problem with is, okay, they explained it the way they said. Okay, pull the wires and everything, destroy the chair basically, so everything will divert to where the generator is. Okay, how many people were the fish people expecting to show up that would actually like scale the tower to turn off the little switch? I think that the switch is totally plausible. Because you're not expecting somebody to destroy the throne and then scab her up the tower. <laughs> it's <just laughs> to
6: the shut Monty it off.
1: Python ending.
10: Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition and right. nobody expects the little switch. Right. Yeah, especially there
6: and, and not especially in Venice.
11: though. What's that? Mm. The issue's not plausibility, though. The issue is just, it's a fairly fey ending.
6: Yeah. Yeah. oh. I don't know what happened there.
5: Sorry, folks.
6: Okay, I was trying then. to
5: unmute, I, un- I, I was trying un- to allow uh, oh. chat <sighs> for guest 21, and oh. I clicked the right- I clicked I the wrong switch there. Yeah. <laughs>
2: oh, you
5: oh, you you switch there. oh, you clever boy. He's scarping up the tower uh, and hit the
1: wrong switch.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Trust indeed. me, you can't depend on it. Oh. Just
1: when Darth and I were getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
5: five, five out of
10: five for me, I couldn't. It, ...plot, acting, dialogue... Ne- ...next week... Well, we'll say nothing about it... ...but next week looks amazing... ...it's going to okay. be a mind-bender...
5: Well, thanks for that, Tim... ...and I think that's actually an appropriate point... I-, ...I did say in text... ...for people who wanted to put their ratings in... ...and of course the the, the pages scrolled... ...so far back... Um, ...I don't know whether I can catch them all now... ...can you see any in... Jason... two out of five... Uh, still better than the beast below, though. Four from me, Cybob. Um, anybody else? Can you see there, Ian? Um, I need a bigger monitor.
6: Yeah,
1: And bigger piece of paper. <laughs> uh,
5: books and fish. Two books and fish from space out of five. Uh, jumpy face, we know, six out of ten. Uh, Resident Alien, four and a half out of five. Diane, hi, uh, Diane Walling, uh, four out of five. I've already sacked some, four out of five. Uh, Ramon, we know yours, five out of five. This is mainly for the people who are right. not on mic. Uh,
1: Guest 12 says two out of five. Too many plot holes.
5: Right.
6: Uh, oh, by the way,
10: plot Jack holes. Taylor I spotted one. I spotted one right near the end because they they've made a big feature of these. Um, Oh, God, what are they called again? That they were making them look human.
1: A perception filter.
6: The yeah, a
10: perception filter. They made a big thing out of the fact that Amy had kicked the perception filter and it wasn't working properly. Well, then it stabilized near the end of the episode. She stood there, waiting to sacrifice herself. She takes off her clothes, therefore takes off the perception filter, but stays human. Yeah. Yeah. You did right. take
5: it off
7: your eye. Surely,
10: it, surely it has to be on her to be like, putting this perception field around her.
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
10: that's it. Yeah. fine. <laughs> so, yeah, take it off somewhere else. I'm, re- I'm amazed no one it else spotted it. I was rather proud of spotting that. I thought I wouldn't mention it. I'm sure someone else will. If she comes uh-huh.
9: to a human, she might
2: be using
5: the perception filter to appear alien now. No, it, it, was, it was locked on being... Yeah, unless she was taking it off hoping that she would... Gain her actual form, but I thought she was sacrificing herself. Because oh, she was as as she said
6: yeah. yeah,
5: because there's no the, there's no way that her children could breathe. So,
6: right. was, the game was, the was over.
1: That's but what you think. <laughs> the the okay. other thing was none of the uh, none of the girls were wearing perception filters that you could see. Mm. Yet uh, oh, yeah. when the doctor shined the the um, Sonic them you could actually see them as the fish people
5: when they're outside the window yeah I and didn't sec- understand and that and that was the second floor as well wasn't it yeah but
3: wait we're on the second floor that was funny
5: <laughs>
6: Rory right. had well, as
1: great lines throughout the whole thing
5: as we uh, uh, and as guest 22 comes into the room sorry we're we're getting to the end I've got one more clip in and then I've, I've also got that um, Waterhouse promo to play uh, before you play the outro, so... Okay, um, okay. Sh- Should I play the last... I'll play the last clip of this, just in case it reminds anybody else of one last thing before we go round the room for last thoughts, maybe. Okay, okay. Drop me back where you found me, I'll just save. Stay! With us,
0: please. Just for a bit. I want you to Hi, with me. Yeah? Yes?
3: I would like that. Nice
0: one. (laughs) I will pop the kettle on. Hey, look at this. Got my spaceship, got my boys. My work here is done. Uh, we are not her boys. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Rory, listen to that. Uh, what?
10: All I can hear is... silence.
2: There were cracks. Through some we saw silence and the end of all things.
5: There we are. Alrighty.
1: Okay, so that brings us to a bit of a close here. We're going to go around the room. Uh, We've got a little bit of time. Uh, But just uh, for all of you in the room, uh, coming up at 4.30 Eastern. Daylight time is PodShock Live, the 200th episode. Of PodShock, <laughs> isn't that right, Dave? It's the 200th I, episode, Dave.
5: I believe you were right about that, Ian. Yes, yeah, I, I believe you were. Yes. Crazy, was. I know. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Yes, yes. I so was. All right, all right. So we'll just go around the room saying our goodbyes and any final thoughts that you have on. The vampire's in, around, on, uh, through Venice.
9: Benjamin! Ian! Well, goodbye from me, and I'm sure my final thoughts will come back to me two seconds after you stop the recording. There you go. <laughs>
1: it's always the best time for them to come back.
9: Charlie!
4: I guess I said before, I enjoyed it very much, so that's all for me. Ciao. Ciao. Jump a ghostface.
7: Oh, um, I was thinking, is there a crack in the tortoise keyhole? Yeah,
1: that's what I wasn't sure of. It was a, it was a nice shot going into the, the crack- keyhole like that, but but was there a crack in there?
7: The crack Ooh. ate the credits. <laughs> the no. crack ate the
1: credits. Uh, so that's what's through the crack. It's the credits.
7: Did, did he also say he th-
5: st- th- th- all th- creatures th- to death? Well,
4: whoa, whoa, everybody, did, g- down. Was
5: it you or was it Mike who thought the the uh, lightning was getting ever more violent as well in the? Opening that was me.
1: That's, that's that Mike's Mike. theory. Uh, uh. Mike, Mike and Darth had that theory, I think.
7: The reason why Saturn falls is because the credits bore all the creatures to death.
3: There you go.
1: All right, Mike, final thoughts.
3: <laughs> yeah, final thoughts. Well, yeah. yeah the The lightning and the thunder, and the intro is getting significantly more pronounced and I'm wondering what we'll have for the last two episodes but yeah I'm looking forward to amy's choice next week so uh, it's uh good it's goodbye for me here, okay,
1: yeah, it does look like a very um different episode, which i'm hoping pay- uh, i'm hoping it's a good payoff uh right, Romana 2!
8: Um, goodbye boys I thought as usual It was great I'm going to miss you lot. I'm off for a free week um, Doing stuff As, as adventure. venture um, So I hope to have Lots of stories to tell When I come back
4: so. We
1: look forward to it And look after yourself
8: Cheers I will I will yeah. <laughs> Bye <Lisa Lincoln>. girls <laughs> <laughs> Finally Yeah I'm excited yes. So yeah
0: I'll see you okay. guys Later Bye right,
1: Bye Romance.
8: Final thoughts.
0: Yes, yes. I'll be on podchat this afternoon. I thought it was at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Why did I get that wrong?
1: No, it's early. Uh, this
5: moved it. Uh, because we haven't said, by the way, it's Mother's Day in America, isn't it?
6: That's uh, oh, the reason.
0: Right, well, right, right, right. Right. I Happy Mother's Day. I'm yep. Miss my mummy.
8: <laughs> oh.
2: Yeah, and she's always like, some in the world. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Are you my mummy? <laughs>
1: okay, Ed Skardis. Any final right,
2: thoughts? Well, I was just saying bye, everybody, and I'm uh, looking forward to this. So, three, obviously, there's three significant loops we have, or, or um, arcs we have to look out for. One being the crack, uh, the other one being the Pandorica, and one. Wow, oh.
5: I don't know where that
2: came from. It might be. Right li- Do you get me? you get? you hear me every time I said?
1: Uh, you might want to say it over again.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, just saying that um, there's three arcs we have to look out for. One, Of course, that uh, was the crack last week at the end was the mention of the Pandorica, and this week it was, of course, the asylum.
1: Yes. Alrighty. Well, I hope you can join us again next week. Oh, yes, please point. do. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was good to have you on here. Cool. All right, Tim.
10: Yeah. Um, well, only other thing I haven't mentioned is amazing costumes. So if you could get to see it in HD, do because they look even more amazing in HD. And uh, I'll end by saying something like this. And it's slightly late for this gag, but Oi, Churchill. Oh,
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, that's a good time to close
3: things up. I
1: don't think I've uh, missed anybody. Dave, final thoughts? Uh,
5: yeah, the the the, the moment silence you heard during the course of this uh, podcast was done deliberately. It was not an operator error by any means. It was just uh, 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 the silence that we were coping for. Uh, right. Once uh, we're finished, we've got a little um, promo to play for a Waterhouse signing. Um, And, of course, that you will know is Adric. And, um... Basically, yeah, uh, come to Podshock at 4.30 Eastern Daylight Time. The talk show ID for that, by the way, is 23358.
1: Liam has one more thing that he forgot to say earlier, so if you wouldn't mind um, removing him from the cone briefly. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Liam.
7: I was going to say, maybe... The way that the doctor could tell in between which one would be the dream world or the reality is maybe there might be a crack in the real world
5: Ooh. there you go now yeah, that's a bright thought Head good luck it. Yeah. one a crack, crack.
1: Yep.
6: <laughs>
1: okay um, yeah and so uh, next during next week's show um, hopefully Dave will leave his Pandorica alone
5: <laughs>
8: yeah.
5: I'll be playing on the swing
6: yes
0: <laughs> oh, Dave, <guys>,
6: please. Dave, what are you doing?
5: I'm allowing chat for twenty three. <laughs>
8: I thought you
6: were uh, used because I was about to call you a dirty man. You, you just really talked to me. <laughs> would you close that? You really, I, I uh, wouldn't,
8: you really I should wouldn't not be saying to like that would me in my fango mind. I, I
7: wouldn't, wouldn't
5: abuse my status you. as controlling the room you to do Will you, you put that Pandora
7: yeah. down. It's All right. Really Leave the code. Some, someone someone booked in on wing. a talk,
10: talk to refresher course now.
1: alrighty and that about wraps it up play that lovely clip there Dave and we shall see you all next week it's goodbye from me
5: goodnight bye from him
1: goodbye everybody
3: Hi there, Luke here from Tmudwup, on behalf of DoctorWhoPodcastAlliance.org, just letting you know about a new event at Waterston's Lakeside in Thurrock. This time it's Matthew Waterhouse, he of Adric fame, and on the 4th of July between 12 and 2, he'll be signing copies of his new books, a couple of novels and a memoir of his time on Doctor Who. For more on that, go to HearstBooks.com, that's Hearst with an I. Also, there will be some of the usual suspects from the Podcast Alliance recording a podcast and doing an interview with Matthew. If you want to be part of that, Fourth of July, twelve until two, Waterston's Lakeside, Thurrock.
5: And uh, just before we play the outro, I've got something to say. Uh, I just want to say um, to Luke, um, he's doing a charity run very soon. He's done it. He's, he's, he's done it. He did oh, it. Yeah. He, he, he got called
6: Scarf
10: Guy. OK, because... Uh,
5: oh, excellent. Yes, I know he was raising over, f- over five hundred pounds for charity.
2: Say that, Skardis. I says he didn't uh, trip over the scarf, and he didn't pass out. So he managed to complete the 10K, so congratulations to him. Yeah, congratulations, mate. <laughs> well he done.
5: OK. Play the, answer. the
9: answer. Okay, round two. Name something that's not
11: boring.